All right, what's up, everyone? It's Zach, and today I'm here with a very special guest. I am joined by Amber Hogarth. Amber, how are you doing Hi. today? I'm good. How are you, Zach? Hey, I'm good, and glad to hear you're doing well, and thanks for taking some time to talk today. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. So Amber is uh, currently a preschool teacher, and with that, her, I guess, goal and passion, I would say, is to help educate the future leaders of the world, and she's really big on wanting to maintain a healthy and successful life, and is extremely passionate about mental health and self-care, so a whole bunch of good things. Um, That's just kind of like the surface level of Amber and what she's into, but uh, Amber, do you mind kind of talking a little bit about your background, who you are, what you're doing these days? Yeah, so um, I grew up in a very religious-centered household. Both my parents were um, Christians, and so I was raised um, in the church and everything, but from a very young age, I had that teacher passion. I always, like, anytime cousins were over or I had friends over, I definitely wanted to be the boss. (laughs) I wanted to sit everyone down and, like, give everyone a piece of paper and, like, write an essay at, like, four years old. Like, I had it in me. And from that point forward, my parents tell me all the time, um, they were like, you were just the teacher. There was nothing, like, you had no, like, there was never a doubt in their minds that I would be anything other than an educator. And so as I got older, I still had that Um, teacher mentality where I always I've always known what I wanted to do I've always had my mind set on a certain thing if there's like a goal that I want to achieve I do everything I can to achieve it if it means sitting down and writing down the periodic table 10 (laughs) times then I did it for the grade that I wanted and um, I'm still that way definitely I'm an innovator and I'm ambitious about getting things done and being successful. And I think, um, I think when it comes to being a teacher and especially someone with mental health um, issues, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot that doesn't coincide with um, having to get up every day and put a smile on your face and emotionally pour into other people because someone who does deal with, um, mental health issues it can be very draining to have Mm -hmm. to pour yourself into tiny humans when (laughs) you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and decide that you don't even want to pour into yourself so being a teacher definitely teaches you something a lot different about yourself and I think it's Mm -hmm. I it's definitely not for everyone (laughs) it's definitely not for everyone but yeah I love it that's awesome so Amber, you, you kind of mentioned how teaching has always been something that you're passionate about and you kind of always knew that was the thing for you. Did you always have the idea that it would be preschool or was it just teaching in general or does that specific age really resonate with you? No. So actually, um, growing up, I always like in elementary school, this is actually kind of funny and I'm glad that you asked this. In elementary school, I wanted to be an elementary school teacher. I wanted to teach like kindergarten and I wanted to stick to kindergarten and then I think when I got to the fourth grade I wanted to teach fourth graders and then in middle school when I got into middle school I wanted to teach eighth grade health like I I was like dead set eighth grade health this is what I want to do this is what I'm passionate about got to high school freshman year I wanted to be a freshman English teacher 
sophomore year, I wanted to be a biology teacher. Junior year, I wanted to be um, a health teacher again. Like, I wanted to teach, like, health and wellness. Okay. And then senior year, I wanted to be a French teacher. So I have not okay. dead set on anything. Yeah. <laughs> and to be quite frank and honest, um, I don't exactly know how I became a preschool teacher, but it's it's gotten me this far and I'm pretty successful yeah. at it. So that's I good. guess I'll just keep trucking through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that, it's kind of funny that you kind of shared that because it's it's interesting that you always knew teaching but you never really knew like what specifically you want to teach. You just had that like draw towards teaching. So that's pretty, yeah. that's pretty interesting. Cause I feel like a lot of people, they're like, Oh, I, I need to teach, you know, X, Y, Z or like, Oh, you could never catch me teaching high school kids. Like that'd be terrible. So it's really right. interesting to kind of hear that journey for you. But yeah, I mean, it seems, it sounds like, uh, you know, maybe you found potentially like your calling or your niche, if you will, with like preschool, but you know, you're young. So <laughs> there's plenty of time right, to, right. to figure out, you know, a different um, subject or age group at, at any point. Yeah. And I can tell you what I'm not going to be teaching. I'm not going to be teaching yeah. high school algebra. Like, okay. Okay. <laughs> you will not see me teaching high school algebra in the slightest, maybe yeah. geometry, but just math in general. Uh, that is like the one subject I will not teach is math. <laughs> math is tough. <laughs> math is, math tough. is tricky. I don't blame you. Okay. Teaching so... math to preschoolers is still tough. I can imagine. Yeah. So like <laughs> going off that, you know, with preschoolers, you know, how does, I guess, how do you prepare as a teacher, right? Because like, I'm sure there's probably different kind of backgrounds that you're teaching, like students of different backgrounds academically. And, you know, it's kind of a, a younger age where you're still maybe getting the concepts of, of education or anything like, has that ever been challenging in itself just because of like the age of the kids you teach? Oh my goodness. So in preschool, every day is a different day. Every yeah. day is a new day. Um, walking, like I, it's not like working in Target, shameless promo, Zach works at Target. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, it is not like working in customer service. It's not like working in, you know, an office where you like kind of know what your day is going to look like. You mm-hmm. walk into preschool And your day is different every single day because you're working with little humans who do not have the developmentally um, capabilities of emotionally expressing themselves. And so they, their mornings could throw them off. I mean, I have kids that come from very diverse backgrounds, families. Mm -hmm. Um, I have student, like not to get into too much detail, but. I've dealt with students in foster care. I've dealt with students, Mm. you know, with one parent, with both parents, with 10 siblings. You never know. And so the best way to prepare as a teacher is to wake up every morning with the intention of making each day a little bit better than the last. And what that, that entails, that does not entail the kids themselves that entails you as a teacher waking up and deciding okay I made this mistake yesterday this is something that I learned yesterday and something that I'm going to try to do better if I if in a sit if 
if a situation arises today. Now, the one thing that is extremely challenging is coming face to face with situations that you've never dealt with before. And you're going to get a lot of that in education. You're going to get a lot of situations where kids are going to put themselves in a situation where you don't know what to do. You have never experienced before. You have no background or expectation of what could happen. I mean, there's a lot of, oh my God, moments. There are a Mm -hmm. lot of moments where you're sit- you're like sitting there as a teacher and you're like uh and you're looking around to see if you're the only one that has to deal with it and sometimes yeah. you will be sometimes you will be the only one that has to figure out and navigate what to do they're like working in customer service Zach you can probably attest to this but you get you know basically a handbook and trained on like what to do in certain situations right, right. you don't get that in preschool you don't get that in childcare. you I mean they stick you in a classroom like you get trained Mm -hmm. and um I was very fortunate that I got trained while working in childcare. so I worked at a child care center and I was um an infant assistant teacher and I got trained on like what like the basically what you need to know to be a preschool teacher and then that's when I became a preschool teacher um But I was never handed a handbook or a pamphlet Mm -hmm. on what to do if a child falls off a bike, what to do if a child throws up, what to do if a child, you know, screams at you. Like, you you just never know because the dynamic and the diversity is so different. Yeah. No, I think that's a great point. So, you know, Amber, for those, you know, for those situations that you, you have come up where you don't know how to handle it or it's something that, like, you've never experienced before, I'm sure that that can be tough. And sometimes, you know, maybe you don't make the best or the quote unquote right decision or whatever. Like, how do you kind of like bounce back from that? And how do you kind of stay motivated and not get down on yourself if you're like, oh my gosh, I just made like XYZ mistake. Like if that happens like a few times in a week, like does that ever wear on your kind of like, oh my gosh, why am I, like, how am I doing this? I shouldn't be qualified for this. Do you ever have those kind of moments? Yes. Every teacher has those moments and it all comes back. It really all comes back to the understanding that you as a teacher need to be able to fill your cup. You need to be able to be in a spot emotionally and mentally where you can handle those situations, where you can Mm -hmm. forgive yourself and bounce back because teachers are go like we make mistakes we make mistakes and they're sometimes they're bad mistakes I mean sometimes it it sounds really bad but it's the honest truth some teachers end up losing their career over some of the mistakes that they make and um I think when it comes to me as a teacher, I try to invest in myself emotionally and invest in my mental health and make sure that like, if something's not right with me physically, mentally and emotionally, I'm getting it taken care of. I'm, you know, like physically, if I'm not feeling okay, I need to drink water, I need to figure Mm -hmm. out within myself what's going on and address it and fix it. Because they're like, I could be running on the playground and 
I can't be having a stomach ache running on the playground with a bunch right. of little kids. So yes, most definitely, you definitely need to be able to um, realize that you're human and realize mm-hmm. that we make mistakes too. I mean, we're we're like tiny humans navigating life. We're just <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. we're we're tiny humans in ourselves. So. Yeah. Um, yes, definitely need to, uh, real, come to the realization and forgive yourself. Yeah, definitely. And I I love how you said invest in yourself and, you know, take care of yourself in, in all the dimensions, right? Like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, if, you know, that's where you fall and everything. And, you know, how, how are you able to do that, Amber? Like, are there any specific things, if you don't mind me asking, um, that like you do that really help you invest in yourself? Or I feel like kind of that idea of taking care of ourselves can be tough for, for people to, you know, do or even know where to start. So do you have any like input or advice on any of that? I would say if you are going into the education field or any field that has to do with dealing with human beings, um, no matter what age, no matter what uh, developmental level, just um, dealing with society as Mm -hmm. a whole, um, I would say pinpoint exactly what are the toughest things that you need to work on in yourself and address those first. Because if you come to the realization that, I mean, I'm just going to point blank say it. If you think that you're fucked up, then, you know, you're not exactly going to know where to start. So Mm -hmm. being able to have that internal conversation with yourself and be like, okay, I'm depressed. I have anxiety. What can I do to work on this and to make sure that I'm healthy enough to handle my job? therapy Mm -hmm. medication um journaling um spending time every day taking care of your skin taking care of your hair making sure you eat um spending time recharging and reinvesting in yourself and i think when it comes to being a teacher you wake up every day and the first thing on your mind is oh my gosh I have to raise these tiny humans (laughs) I have to be in survival mode and it's like sometimes it sucks like sometimes I wake up and I'm like I don't want to exist as Miss Amber today I really don't but it's 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 worth it and it's worth coming home and having that time to recharge and resettle and when they say Fridays are a teacher's best friend, they're not lying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fridays are definitely my favorite day of the week. And from a teacher, that sounds terrible because it's like, oh, my gosh, like, how could you say that? But no, when you put into perspective the mental and emotional um drainage that happens when you are a teacher, mm-hmm. especially when you do have anxiety and you do have depression. Um, yeah you you know it weighs on you and sometimes you Mm -hmm. sometimes you just need to read a book and invest in yourself and take time to do something that fills your cup because tiny humans are not going to fill your cup and if they do (laughs) it's very small yeah Um, because the next moment it's going to be now get me some goldfish and you're going to have to get up and you're going to have to get that goldfish so take definitely taking time to invest in yourself is very very important Definitely. I totally agree. And I love how you kind of mentioned that, you know, when we invest in ourselves, fill up our cups, you know, 
do anything of self-care it doesn't have to be a grand you know gesture or thing like even you said like take care of your skin or like you know just whatever it can be a small thing like you could you know make yourself a dinner that like you normally don't eat all the time or you know read a book you know yeah, yeah, this is actually funny because probably the most grand thing a teacher is doing during the week is going out for Taco Tuesday. That's like probably <laughs> okay. the most grand thing. Yeah. You because we're so busy. We're yeah. you know, we're grading papers, we're doing analysis checks, we're mm-hmm. um you know, we're constant like I like sometimes I'm up until eleven thirty on Fridays doing like student checks and stuff and doing you know, student logs and stuff from the week. So mm-hmm. you almost never get a break, but you um, like it, you have to prioritize yourself. Yeah. No, that's really good to know. And like, obviously, like I'm not a teacher and, you know, to the people listening, maybe you are a teacher, maybe you aren't. Uh, <laughs> but for, for those of us who aren't teachers or have teaching experience or know someone that's a teacher, um, kind of like you mentioned, Amber, like how much time outside of the classroom are you spending like, doing teaching related work like whether it's maybe when all the kids go you have to stay late or come in early or even like bringing stuff home like how much work on top of the classroom is there usually so I usually spend depending on when my last student leaves I usually spend 15 to 30 minutes cleaning and it it sucks, but it needs to be done. It's something that needs to be done, especially like at the end of the day, the mm-hmm. last thing you want to do after you chase yeah. a bunch of little humans and broke up 10 little fights. Last thing you want to be do want to be doing is mopping the floors. Right. And seriously, like it sucks because they just mm-hmm. leave messes everywhere for you to clean. You have to clean them after yeah. they've already drained you enough. Now you have to mm-hmm. clean up after them. Um, but yeah, so about 15 to 30 minutes every day during the week that I'm there. And then on the weekends, it's usually broke, like all together. It's about three hours of lesson planning broken up into Friday night, Saturday and Sunday. Okay. And then wow. when it comes to student logs, those are easy because I only have to do my roster, not the whole school. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, when it comes to um, student logs, it usually just takes like 15 minutes. And I can do it through my phone. So it's pretty easy. Okay. Nice. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I think like it's one of those things where maybe from the outside looking in, people could say like, oh, teaching, like, you know, pretty set schedule, you get holidays and breaks, you have summer vacation, you know, all that stuff. And sure, you know, there probably are, you know, some definite, definite perks and stuff. But also, I I think people forget or just don't realize how much extra work goes into it, whether it is kind of like you said, staying after, or, um, you know, outside of being at the physical school, you know, just like doing lesson planning, grading, the student checks and stuff like that. And even, um, I feel like just from having some friends that are teachers uh it sounds like it can get a little expensive if like you have to supply like your classroom with you know uh, resources and stuff yeah so one thing I will say is when it comes to preschool Mm -hmm. um especially if you work in an educational daycare you don't get summers off (laughs) you have to like yeah yeah so you're you're there during the summer five days a week 
doing okay. the same thing, um, just a little bit different because they're they are on summer break, and we do want to yeah. be able to give those kids a little brain break, teacher term mm-hmm. brain break. Um, <laughs> but uh, oh my gosh, sorry, what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> oh man that was such a good point my question just escaped me oh, i guess it wasn't really like a oh, question no. it's kind of like the statement of like that there's a lot more that goes into teaching that some people might realize and like um just even recently talking to some some friends that are teachers and just saying like they're like oh you know i'm trying to do like fundraisers or like whatever to get supplies for the students or you know oh. stuff like that so it sounds like there's just like a lot that goes into teaching that maybe not everyone sees yeah. So when it comes to being a preschool teacher, your mm-hmm. class is generally always supplied with stuff. Okay. Um, but like you have your, like for me, I have my own roster board um, that I was supplied with. And then I have like a pencil that comes with my roster board. And then um, I have another board that has stuff on it but like when it comes to my lessons and my Mm -hmm. um what I need to do as a teacher to make sure that my students are um educationally successful for kindergarten I have to supply I have to come up with my own lesson plans I have to come up with like I have to get my own binder I have to get my own supplies myself but when it comes to crayons and stuff my students have those okay Um, that's good and then if there is a certain something that um like an activity that needs something I have to supply that myself there are things in the classroom that Mm -hmm. um you can use as your lesson but if it's not there then you actually have to supply it yourself gotcha okay Okay. Yeah. I mean, even just like having this conversation, I I feel like I'm learning a lot about teaching and just kind of what goes into it, Um, which is it's interesting because like we all, well, not all of us, but a lot of us, you know, grew up going to school for a lot of our lives. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like we're always surrounded by education and like teachers and in the classroom. But like sometimes we just get to like adulthood and we're like, I I have no idea what a teacher actually does other than coming in and talking. So yeah, so that's really interesting. Um, I have to ask, like, you know, with everything that's been going on in the world in the last couple of years with the pandemic and everything, I'm assuming that that's had a pretty large impact on on teaching and how that's been for you. Yeah. So um, during the pandemic is when, so I started doing the process of becoming a preschool teacher back in February and COVID was like we were still in the pan like we were still in the mask masking part of the pandemic and so Mm -hmm. um excuse me um but a part of the like during the masking part of the pandemic it was really stressful we had to stay later to clean like do extra cleaning we had to wear masks at work we had to make like we had to take extra protocols to make sure our students were safe we had to close down classrooms if anyone even got the flu and so Mm. it was very it was it was tough but it wasn't impossible yeah okay 
Gotcha. And now I'm assume I'm assuming, you know, as things are kind of, you know, reopening and, you know, vaccinations and everything, like I'm assuming you're kind of more at like a quote unquote like normal place right now with schooling. Yeah. So um actually any teacher, um I think it's in the state of Ohio, but any teacher that is fully vaccinated does not have to wear a mask in their classroom, which is okay. great. Um mm-hmm. Some um, education, like some educational daycares will make you wear a mask. Um, Mine does not, thankfully. It was really hard to chase little kids and breathe in that mask. (laughs) But um, thankfully, now that I am fully vaccinated, I'm not. Like, I don't have to wear a mask, which is nice. Okay. Gotcha. Awesome. And so, you know, kind of something that we've touched on a little bit is, uh, you know, just your passion for mental health and for self-care. Um, where does that come from? Like, is that something you've always been passionate about? Or is that kind of something that recently kind of sparked passion for you? I started investing heavily into um, educating myself on my mental health in June, my junior year of high school. I okay. went through this um, kind of phase where I was like, I want to do, like, I want to develop something within myself that, um, really embodies mental health and really embodies wellness as a whole. And so I started getting obsessed with essential oils. And okay. I'm no expert on essential oils. I don't know the science behind them. <laughs> I don't know, like, the medical, like, don't, please do not come for me in the comments. I, I'm not, <laughs> like, I don't know. But, um... I've been told it's a huge placebo, but anyway, <laughs> I um I found a lot of happiness in collecting essential oils and okay. using them like on basically everything. Like sometimes I even put like essential oils in my laundry when I like wash them. It's that okay. Weird. But um yeah, so I started getting obsessed with essential oils and then not long after that I started a wellness page on Instagram which kind of flopped um, actually it really flopped I started okay. posting kind of like Instagram like blogs about like healthy living uh-huh. um healthy physical health yeah um, nutrition dieting essential oils um and then it flopped and so I was like well I guess like I'm not going to become like a multimillionaire out of this. (laughs) Like I had a little transition phase where I was like, maybe blogging is what I want to do. And then obviously, like I said, it flopped. So then I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'll just stick to being a teacher. Um, (laughs) um, And then soon after that, like I, I just started digging into the psychology behind mental health and I started digging um into the psychology and the chemistry of like different mental illnesses which surprisingly a lot of it is trauma-based um which I didn't know beforehand I thought a lot of it was um genetics but a lot of Mm. um mental health issues stems from early childhood so which is another which studying things that stem back to early childhood which is exactly what I work with is early childhood Mm -hmm. so it all kind of um 
circled back into the same thing. And so, yeah, it was super fun. And I started finding different ways to take care of myself and to love on myself and kind of something that brings me happiness, um, Mm -hmm. which is skincare, essential oils, tea, um, blogging, plants, coziness, apple cider, donuts, even though we know that like, if we're going to the gym, we shouldn't eat a donut. But you know, it's it's good to have (laughs) a balance. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Moderation. Yeah. That's what life's about. (laughs) Right. Live life in moderation. (laughs) Yes. I love that. I think it's really cool that you kind of entered the mental health and and self self care journey kind of just on your own and just like, hey, I want to you know, learn more about myself and invest in myself. So, you know, I want to just learn and see what what's out there and what, uh, you know, you're passionate about, like the things that you, you listed, I think is really cool. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that you kind of mentioned like wanting to, you know, accept and love yourself and like help invest in yourself. And I think that that's, that's really cool to hear because I think it's something that some of us don't, get to that stage or it takes us a long time to realize like the importance of that so to hear how much of a priority that is to you I think that's really cool and to anyone listening you know definitely if you aren't taking the time to you know invest in yourself and take care of yourself I think we both highly recommend and suggest you know trying to find those things yes I mean and I mean even looking at it from a spiritual standpoint whatever you believe Mm in um like meditating on what you believe in whether it's you know the bible or you believe in yoga, you know, whatever it is, taking that time to invest in that because your spiritual health is also extremely important. Definitely. And, you know, Amber, so you, you've mentioned being, you know, pretty busy as a teacher and everything. And I feel like most people these days, you know, we're, we're pretty busy or we say we're pretty busy, you know, have you ever found it where it's like, you're not prioritizing your your self-care because of how busy you are like has that ever been something you've struggled with or have you always been like no like I don't care like I need to set you know an hour aside today to do to do this form of self-care have you ever had to like balance with that I have struggled with this since it started yeah I think the one thing I think what most people don't understand is self-care is not just like finding a ritual and sticking to it um like for the rest of your life because we're ever changing we're evolving Mm -hmm. we are you know we're learning so much every single day whether we realize it or not again we're basically tiny humans just bigger um (laughs) so we are we are changing every single day little by little and so our interests change and what we were interested in, like what I was interested in at 17 years old is not exactly what I'm interested in now. Um, mm-hmm. When I was 17, I was interested in, you know, sports, for example, I really liked, you know, I did track in high school. And so um, now sports, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think for me it's it's definitely challenging to implement that every single day and Mm -hmm. I think when it comes to when it comes to realizing that your self-care regimen is you know it's challenging to put into 
schedule that day, it's, how do I say this? When we come to the realization that our regimen for our normal regimen for self-care is kind of out of the question because it's so, we're so busy, life Mm -hmm. is moving so quickly. It's important to find self-care in the little things. And what I mean by that is finding, you know, seeing your shower as like seeing, taking a shower as, oh, I'm taking care of my skin. I'm making sure my hair looks healthy. Um, Eating breakfast, like instead of just being like, oh, I'm just eating because I'm hungry, you know, seeing it as I'm eating because I'm nourishing my body and I'm doing something good for myself. Um, Making sure that you're dressed properly, making sure you have good laundry, um, good laundry that doesn't make any sense <laughs> your laundry's done clean laundry yeah yourself yeah. yeah um making sure that like you're getting your steps in if that's something that you enjoy to do is self-care mm-hmm. um drinking water every day is self-care um yeah you, finding self-care in the little things and then the regimen when it comes to that i mean i um when i worked in retail i used to make I put on my availability because I used to work at TJ Maxx, but I put on my availability that I was not available Wednesdays. And that was strictly because Wednesdays were my self-care days. Wednesdays were the days that I um, took myself on a quote unquote self date. Um, Okay. Can I do that now as a preschool teacher? No, I have to be there five days a week. And so doing something on Saturday or Sunday or Friday night has become a new normal. It's become, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's, it's, it's definitely not me going to a five-star restaurant and eating <laughs> a whole burger and then feeling like crap the next day. Yeah. It's more so, oh my gosh, I've been a teacher all week. Maybe let's go get um, my favorite Mexican soda and like expensive chocolate. Yeah. Like maybe that could be self-care on Fridays because yeah. As a teacher, again, you don't have much time to yourself. Right. Yeah, no, I I love that you kind of said, like, finding self-care in the little things. And, I mean, I'll even go as far as say, like, kind of like the mundane things, right? Like, you know, every day, you know, Mm -hmm. most people, like, brush their teeth, take a shower, um, you know, I don't know, do do those kind of, like, tasks that, like, a lot of us, like, we probably just go through the motions, like, you know, wake up, half asleep, brush your teeth and stuff, and then you, you're on with your day. But I think, kind of like you said, like, finding the self-care in those and just seeing kind of that perspective shift that you had of, like, I'm not just eating because I'm hungry, like, I'm eating to, like, give my body the, the energy and to nourish it for the day or, like, yes. I'm... um you know, I'm not just showering so I don't get fired from my job for, you know, smelling or something like right. I'm showering and it's like taking care of my, you know, my my skin and like, you know, I'm washing my hair and so taking care of that. So I think it's just finding kind of like the joy and the self-care in those little things. It can go a long way. And like, again, I think that, you know, sometimes when we think of self-care, we think like, oh, I have to go get, like, a, a massage for an hour or something, but, like... Right, there's, or, like, going can... on Gucci and spending $700 on a bag. Exactly, like, yeah. No teacher has that money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there's there's so many things that you can do, and, like, I think a good thing that you kind of, like, brought up is, like, you know, you mentioned Mexican soda and chocolate. Like, that might be your self-care, but, like, 
that might not be someone listening's or mine and that that's totally okay like we're yeah. all supposed to have different forms of self-care and that's not to say that like you know if if something that I do and I talk about like you know someone listening or a friend can't say like oh like Zach really likes to read a book like let me go try reading a book like by all means like explore those options but don't feel like you have to do what so-and-so is doing or like what's popular on social media you know find your own thing and like whatever kind of makes you feel at peace I think that's a perfect uh, form of self-care yeah and I think another thing is when it does come to shifting the mindset of taking the Monday mundane everyday things Mm -hmm. and making it into self-care is add a little fun to it I wake up and I listen to lo-fi music and I you know I I start my morning every day listening to um a christian lo-fi playlist and i listen to it in the morning before i leave for work and then at night i listen to a really instrumental um album from an anime i've never watched i just listen to the music because i like it and it helps me sleep but like um finding a little joy and like Finding ways to put yourself at ease, especially with Mm -hmm. mental health issues. I myself struggle with PTSD. So finding those simple things like listening to lo-fi music really calms me down in the morning and it sets my mindset and kind of shifts my mindset from the PTSD into, okay, everything's okay. I'm safe. We're going to have a good day. Um, and then at night it's the same thing, shifting the mindset from, oh my gosh, I'm like overwhelmed and everything. If you don't want to think about your PTSD, turn on some, you know, instrumental anime music, um, from an anime you've never watched, (laughs) (laughs) but it's definitely adding a little, it's adding a little spice to the chicken. Yeah, if that makes sense, it that was does. A stupid analogy. <laughs> no, no, it was good, and I, I like it. I mean, I think that's it is like kind of just going back to kind of our conversation about people being super busy and like we're all busy, and you know, it can get hectic and hard to do self care. It's like I think adding that like spice is just like kind of like you said, like incorporating it into your busy schedule, right? So like like yes. you said, you're just putting on music, like you're doing the same things you would do when you're, you know, genuinely. Um, generally busy and everything you're just adding that music which is giving you that extra layer and I think that that's that's perfect I mean like something that I could think of is like um, you know if you cook or something if you're cooking dinner or like making lunch or something like throw on some music put on a podcast watch or listen to like a YouTube video or something like literally dance when your toast is in the toaster yeah there you go do something that adds that little spark of joy to your everyday life Mm -hmm. I mean even just like Another thing that I do in the morning that I didn't do when I worked in retail and I didn't do before um, that really like degraded me mentally. It really made it hard for me to want to get out of bed. But I FaceTime a friend every morning. Like Mm. I remember when I worked at TJ Maxx and I worked at the um, preschool that I worked at before I worked where I work now. Um for privacy reasons I can't give the name of the business but um um I would like wake up 50 minutes before I had to leave and I would just like rush my morning and it sucked Mm. because I was walking into work exhausted I was drowsy I was mentally exhausted because I didn't give myself 
that boost in the morning, that boost of serotonin and that boost of sense of self, like taking care of me that I needed. And so taking care of me, like now I wake up two and a half hours before my shift and I spend that time getting my music ready, making my coffee, um, getting my breakfast, packing my lunch. But while I'm doing those mundane things, I'm listening to music. I'm um, watching a video, like you said, listening to a podcast or mm-hmm. I'm on the phone with a best friend and we're laughing and we're like, how's yeah. your morning going? You know, or, you know, even just sitting on FaceTime before work, having a cup of coffee with your best friend that yeah. like I have found so much peace and serenity in doing those things before I leave for work. And it has made the world of difference. Now, does it change my emotional aspect to tiny humans? Absolutely not. But <laughs> it gives me that boost of serotonin to actually yeah. be able to be like, okay, I can I can get to work. I can do this. And does it work every day? No, you're going to have days this is another thing I want people to be able to understand is you are not going to wake up every day and want that boost of serotonin. You're just yeah. not. Some days you're going to want to wake up and you're just going to be like, oh, I just want my coffee. I just want nobody to talk to me. I'm mm-hmm. just going to lay in bed for 30 more minutes. I highly encourage you to go walk outside. Vitamin D is so beneficial for your mental health and I think to some degree and don't scientifically quote me on this again placebo effect but um I to some degree most of us struggle like most of us are vitamin d deficient so it having that boost of sunshine in the morning before you even start your day is vitally important sometimes definitely and I I will definitely chime in and say that uh that is that is accurate. Um, a lot of us are vitamin D deficient, um, you know, and it, it's one of those things that until you are deficient, like you realize you're deficient in vitamin D, it's hard to kind of like, you don't really realize it, you know, you could just be feeling off or just like a little down or whatever. And you're like, oh, you know, it is like just, I didn't sleep well, whatever. But vitamin D plays such a big role in just like our mental state and just like mental clarity and everything. So definitely as Amber was saying, I encourage, you know, people as well to just get outside, even if it's just like, again, like the mundane tasks, like if you, you know, if you're a teacher and you, you know, lesson plan inside, maybe try doing it outside. Or like if you're, you know, part of your morning ritual is reading the newspaper or reading something like online news uh newsletter or something like go outside and do it or you know just walk around outside um i i definitely try to get outside personally but also i within the last like a year have been supplementing with um a vitamin d um vitamin like just like a daily vitamin and like that's uh you know of course if you can get the actual um, vitamin d from being outside that's probably the more ideal route but if you aren't or you're not able to or even if you do you know a vitamin d supplement um, i've found helpful and you know definitely something to look into and i do want to clarify that zach and i are not using vitamin d as your antidepressants <laughs> keep <laughs> yeah. taking your antidepressants for sure. Yeah. And I mean, that that's a really good kind of point to make. Um, you know, by no means are we saying that, you know, vitamin D is going to be the cure to everything. But, um, you know, I, I do think and even just from my personal experiences, so at least anecdotally, I can say that I have found 
supplementing with the with the um, vitamin or just getting more vitamin D has helped me like, you know, especially yes. I think back to like the last, um, you know, I guess year and a half, two years or whatever we've been going through, you know, when things first uh, started with COVID and everything, I think all of us to some extent, were like, I'm not going outside anymore. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I just want to stay in. And I yeah, wore my I mean, mask on my porch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it was just, you know, we we all were staying in and being extra cautious and extra safe, which, you know, was, was smart, you know, for us to do yes. and everything. But because of like, I noticed for me, because I was inside all the time, I wasn't get like, I like to walk, I would just like walk around in my house or something like, I wouldn't be going outside as much. And because of that, like, I was like, okay, let me get on some vitamin D. And I feel like as soon as I kind of started supplementing it, that's when I started to kind of feel just like, again, not like, oh, my God, my life's changed and I'm you know the happiest person alive but like just a little like kind of like pick me up like okay like I feel I feel a little more clear and like I'm a little you know just overall more more enthusiastic or happy so again yeah Yeah. not not the not the the fix all for it but definitely (laughs) something that could help I definitely want to add to the vitamin d um yeah there uh how do I say this vitamin d is not just for your mood just to say um it definitely circulates through your blood and it circulates through Mm -hmm. your immune system and so vitamin d is kind of what I like to call a mixture of every vitamin ever because vitamin d can help your mental health it can help your immune system it can help Mm -hmm. your digestive system it really just again don't scientifically quote me in the comments but (laughs) um it definitely can benefit. And I think, I think a lot of us, especially in the Northwest um, or not Northwest, that's, Midwest. I was going to say Northwest Ohio, but you live in Michigan. <laughs> um, yeah. In the Midwest, um, we could definitely benefit from vitamin D supplements. And For sure. um, <clears throat> I, as a kid, um, people at lunch would say like the drink, like Sunny D. I don't know if you've ever heard it, but yeah. the drink sunny d was their vitamin d and honestly i think it was just the added sugar yeah <laughs> but yeah. uh i definitely highly encourage people to get outside especially if you do have depression mm-hmm. get outside i mean take your antidepressants by no means again are we saying that vitamin d yeah. is an antidepressant or a cure-all but right. um definitely get out get some sunshine um stretch moving your like loosening up your muscles and moving your body is another good way to um produce serotonin in your brain definitely and i mean just to kind of add on to that i think that for me i've kind of gotten habits where it's like you know i have to respond to you know a couple emails or something so i'll just sit at a desk and do it or like um maybe even sometimes lay in bed and just like respond to emails on my phone and like well that's fine and great and everything I think like for me I've just started like okay let me like pace around when I'm like sending an email from my phone or like kind of like you said just get the body moving a little bit even like if you don't feel like you want to or it's like super early in the morning you're like oh I'm not ready to like get moving like it's it's kind of funny how just like little movements like it just kind of gets the body going gets you know gets you kind of ready and for the day if it's in the morning but I don't know I've just noticed that was like a big thing that for me it just kind of makes me feel better like if I'm just like moving around or like I like to like walk around when I'm on the phone and stuff like that 
Right. I do the same thing. Or like um, after work, when I get really tired and stuff and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to take a nap. I'm like, no, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go walk around my block mm-hmm. a few times to get my blood pumping. Or like sometimes yeah. even when I'm bored, I'll just get on my bike and ride in the dark. It's scary. I probably shouldn't do it, but I have lights on my bike, so it's fine. There you go. Yeah. But um, yeah, just definitely moving around. I get a lot of movement around being a preschool teacher, but... Right. That extra movement can go a long way as well. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we've kind of talked a little bit about it with the vitamin D thing we just covered. But um, to anyone listening, you know, just putting it out there, Amber and myself, we, we aren't licensed trained professionals in mental health or, <laughs> or nutritionists, dietitians, um, doctors of any sort. So we're just kind of sharing what's worked for us and what we've found beneficial, or maybe we know people that have benefited from it as well. But by all means, yes. you know, please do consult with um, all those, you know, um, healthcare professionals to kind of figure out what's best for you. But you know, these are just kind of suggestions of things that we've found that are helpful. And you know, there is a little science that backs them and stuff, but um, again, everyone's individual and everyone's different. So what works for us might not work for others. So, um, you know, just right. make sure that you're taking care of your health. And that's, um, you know, super important. And I think that going off that, you know, I think people around our age are, we're better at, um, you know, talking about our health, whether that be mental health, physical health, um, than maybe generations previously. But, you know, don't be afraid to have those conversations. Um you know, mental health is a serious, real thing. Trauma is real. Um, you're not, you're not alone by any means. I think a lot of us, we might think like no one would understand or like you're the only one getting it or going through it. Or like, you know, if it's because you're around our age and it's like trying to figure out the career or the schooling or whatever. Um, I, I promise you there's so many people that have been there and I've been there. I still am there most of the time in my life where I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. So, um, you're not alone and just know that, there are plenty of resources out there and people that um, are, you know, that's what they do. They're, they're here to, to help us and to talk about these things. Yeah. And I definitely also want to add that um, essential oils can also like essential oils can have the same effect as um, vitamins. Um, They can have like lavender can help you with sleep. um, There are different like peppermint helps with physical pain, but by all means consult your healthcare professional before Mm -hmm. using any sort of vitamin, any sort of essential oil, make sure it's okay with your doctor. And if it's not, don't touch it because (laughs) you don't want to put your health in further damage. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I think that that, that's a great point, you know, consult with your doctors or healthcare professionals and just, um, you know, really use them as a resource to come up with the best plan for you. Um, The best thing that's going to be for you and your your mental, physical, emotional, spiritual health. That's super important. And, um, you know, again, you know, when it comes to like physical health and, and mental health, that might be more so like your, your um, primary care physician, but like also if you're, you know, spiritual or religious, like don't be afraid to talk to, you know, someone from those areas about how you can take care of yourself and make sure you're, you're prioritizing your, your health. Because I think like spirituality really ties into mental health too and physical health and everything. It's, it's all really related. It's just health at the end of the day. So yeah. 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 Wow, we sound like commercial holders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do a little bit, but our I mean, it's whole, all good stuff. Our new commercial. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. But no, I mean, it, it's there's a, there's a lot of good things that we've talked about. And I think that just like, again, I think even just us having this conversation about things like mental health and everything, like 
I think we're doing our part in society by like normalizing these kind of things and just saying yes. like you know we're having these conversations they might not always be fun or easy and it can be intimidating especially maybe if it's like the first time but um you know I think both of us uh if anything we want to be able to empower you if you're listening to to have those conversations and to know that like it's okay to you know be going through things and you're not alone I definitely um agree with everything you were you said I don't think I have anything more perfect to add. Good job. (laughs) Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, But yeah, Amber, it's been really great talking with you today. Um, I think, like I said, we've had some really great topics and conversation. Yes. Um, If anything that we've talked about or that you've said has really resonated with people or they're like, oh, wow, like, you know, I want to, you know, talk to Amber about essential oils or, you know, whatever the case may be. Do you have any like social media or anything that you'd want to put out that people could uh, that you reach out to you at? Yeah. So um, you can follow me on Instagram. It's just my name, uh, Amber Hogarth. And honestly, I'm not going to describe my profile picture because honestly, okay. it's, it's me and a cow. But <laughs> It's cute. It's cute. I'll send you the picture later. But um, if you want to hit me up in the DMs, um, no relationship, like, (laughs) like, no boyfriend applications. (laughs) um, If you do want to hit me up in the DMs, if you have any questions about being a teacher, um, essential oils, self-care, self-esteem anything along those lines send me a dm i'm more than likely to respond within a day or so being a teacher is hectic but um yeah so you can hit me up on instagram okay you can also you can also follow zach because my picture will be on his page yes yep (laughs) Definitely. So Amber, I will put, uh, I know you said it's just your name. <laughs> so pretty simple yeah. for Instagram, but I will put that in the description. So if you're listening and um, you don't know how to spell Amber, Amber's name or something, or, you know, you just want to click in the description to find her Instagram. Or, I'll actually, have that yeah. or actually, I can just give you my handle, Zach, and you can just put the at and then my handle and they can um, click on that and just follow me. Yeah. There. Perfect. So yeah, I will do that. And then so it'll be just right there in the description for anyone to um, follow Amber or to reach out to her and just you know talk about anything that we've covered today. And as Amber mentioned, um, on my on my page, um, I always do a little uh, post kind of just announcing the guests and, you know, just um, really just sharing kind of a piece of our conversation. So definitely uh, be on the lookout yeah. for my post as well. Amber will be tagged in my post. So even if you, you know, forget um, what Amber's handle is, or like you forget to look in the bio, if you're following my page, um, you will see her on it and you'll be able to get in touch with her that way. So, and then this, this will already be posted up, but um, when can they, this kind of doesn't matter, but when can they expect this podcast to be launched? Yeah, that's a great question. So, I would say um, really how the podcast is going. I launch one every or I release one every Monday. So every Monday um, morning, usually at like midnight, honestly, they're, they're live. So as of right now, there are, um, there are a few that are already scheduled out. But I would say this one should be coming out um, relatively soon. I would say probably definitely before the end of this year. Um, I would say a couple months, maybe maximum. So relatively, yeah. relatively soon. Yeah. It'll be fun to look back on this and listen in a few months' time. 
It will. And we, you know, maybe we'll have to have you come back on. You're always welcome to. So, you know, any updates? I would love to film again. This was so fun. I've been like, yeah, I've been wanting to start my own podcast, but I don't exactly know like how to start one. And so (laughs) maybe you can, maybe we can chat about that in our next podcast. Yeah, definitely. We'll after you know, off the recording and stuff, we'll have to just chat in general. And, uh, you know, maybe next podcast, we could talk about your podcast or, you know, promo yours or anything but uh you know, amber <laughs> it's been really great talking to you uh maybe zach will be on my podcast yeah i'd be honored to so you know tune in or stay stay tuned for for updates on that <laughs> um but amber do you have any like last thoughts or message or anything to anyone listening that you want to share with them um if you are not a teacher but you want to go into the educational field it is rewarding and you're gonna have tough days and you're gonna have days where you want to quit but by the end of the day you're gonna be glad that you made it through that day and you're gonna be excited for the next day so if you are wanting to be an educator I say go for it chase that dream get in the books lesson plan invest in those tiny humans we're growing CEOs people like we we are investing in the next CEOs like the next people we'll see on TV so go for it just whatever your passions are go for it (laughs) I love that that's that's perfect and yeah you know education and the education field is great so you know um, I know I appreciate I'm sure we all appreciate everyone in the education field like yourself Amber Um, it's it's an awesome job that (laughs) is like you said help helping shape the minds of the future so really awesome field Um, you know if you're thinking about going into it definitely we encourage you to do it again reach out to amber if you have any questions about it um but if you're not if teaching is not your thing that's totally fine but as amber said just chase those passions and um you know do it do what you love so yeah amber it's been really great uh, thank you again for taking the time to talk yeah, and... no problem i had fun good glad to hear it all right I, i'll talk to you soon bye bye